Welcome to the Set Yourself Free podcast, real stories from ending emotional abuse and taking your life back. I'm your host, Carrie Beach, owner of Set Yourself Free. I'm a life and success coach that believes we all have limitless potential within us if we have the right tools and support. Trauma or past hurt might be a part of your story, but it doesn't have to be the entire story. We all have different versions of what freedom means, and I'm here to help you unlock your perfect version of it. Join us for season two, where we follow four extremely courageous women who share their stories of what it actually takes to get to the other side of trauma and abuse. Through their stories, you will know that you are not alone, that shame only grows in secret, and that it does get better on the other side. By hearing their stories, you will gain insight, tools, and practical ways that you can access the power inside of you. All of the magic is waiting for you, and we simply need to tap into it. These women will give you the courage and strength to find your freedom. Let's dive in. Where are you now, and what does your life look like? Olivia. I'm in my office. (laughs) Um, My life is a lot more calm, I would say. My internal world. Um, My external world is a lot more chaotic, like (laughs) co-parenting and the logistics and the family calendar. And like, you know, I'm traveling a lot. He's traveling a lot. The kids are back and forth, which is hard for everyone. So like the external is, I'm not going to lie, like it is so challenging. You know, it's mm-hmm. logistically, it's a nightmare. I feel like my, a lot of my life is like, who's going here? Who's, if you don't invite me to something two weeks in advance, there's literally no chance I can go. Like I can't, the scheduling is is very challenging. Um Fortunately, like me and my ex have a pretty good relationship. Um, we're friendly with each other. I mean, the thing was like, we never didn't get along, you know, we weren't in a relationship where there was like fighting or, um, like we typically, we were, um, compatible, you know, we like to do the same things. We like to talk about a lot of the same things. And so we still get along and we're friendly. So that makes it easier. Yeah. my internal world is a lot more calm in the sense of my head isn't spinning every day with like, what's really going on? Does this person love me? Like, I'm not, I don't have to like go through that internal roller coaster of emotions um, that I was experiencing when I was, you know, being lied to essentially. Yeah. Well, and I think that that's the piece that I hope more people glean from something like this or from having conversations and understanding that it doesn't have to be that way. Because I think one of the biggest lies is like, you just have to function in this and this is just how it is. Yeah. And like one of the questions um, that we teach in coach training and that I think about often, like from a self-coaching lens is like, if you weren't worried about this or that thing, Mm -hmm. what would you have the capacity to do or think about or create? Mm. And when I was, when I was able to release the worry about what was going on, like in my last relationship, 
I like literally like our business exploded. Mm. Like my creativity levels went up tremendously. My energy levels went up. I was able to focus more on like writing my book and business and my kids and like what I want. I literally just had so much more space in my brain to be able to like work on things that I actually wanted to work on. Like I did not want to be stalking someone's Instagram account at 2am. Like (laughs) there's other things I'd rather be doing. And so that I've had a lot more space, not, not physically because I had to downsize my house when we broke up, but um, I've had a lot more mental space to, you know, put energy into things that I actually care about. Right. And, and for people to know that that's possible for them, you know, I think that's the biggest thing I want so many women to understand and to know that, like you said, that internal world, the chaos that you feel inside of yourself, like it doesn't have to be your reality. And also not to shame yourself if that is your reality, right? Like back to the beating yourself up, that's not going to get you to where you want to be, but that like small changes really can make these huge, significant outer changes over time. Yes, 100%. Mm. So anything else you want to add, tell us? I think I'll, I'll end on a positive note and just say that, and this is something that we teach often in, in the coaching world, but like, it really, really is possible to turn like the worst thing ever into an opportunity. There has been so much good that's happened since this huge breakdown in my life. And Mm -hmm. people may say like, you're crazy or like you're, you know, your family is broken apart and blah, 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 blah. But I could go that route, right? That negative sure. thinking route and say like the dream will never come true, blah, blah, blah. But the reality is that my whole life really got better because of this major breakdown. And I maybe am convincing myself to see it that way a little bit, but it's working for me. And so if you can, if you can somehow wrap your head around something bad happening as being an opportunity or a door opening... It, it doesn't mean that you don't get to mourn the loss or that it, you discredit what happened to you, right. but it means that you can, you can move forward from it. Well, cause it's perspective. Like that's the one thing we always get to choose. <laughs> yes. Mm. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Mm. Glad I did this. Me too. Shelby. Well, I am in Bend, Oregon, which I'm getting used to saying because I was living in Bali for a couple years until earlier this year. And I'm looking out the window at a blanket of snow and trees. And um, I'm as happy as I can be. I'm see, I have clients. I'm a, I call myself a coach. I'm a trained psychotherapist. I work with clients all over the world. And then I also teach group programs around creating a safer space for folks with trauma, you know, for yoga teachers, meditation teachers, people that don't want to become trauma specialists, but that want to feel really solid when folks walk in their door that have, um, 
trauma, which is pretty much everyone. (laughs) So I do an online group program and then I do um, a program twice a year with just a handful of people where they're facilitators, they're coaches or therapists, and they just go really deep into learning how to co-regulate, learning how to regulate their own nervous systems, understanding trauma. It's not a trauma training. People mistake that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a training to just feel really, really solid and confident in ourselves and understand what's going on between coach and client or therapist and client, which brings so much more ease. And that's really my passion because I want everyone to get that it can actually be a really amazing, loving, light energetic process where you get done with work and you feel great, which I didn't for a long time. Mm. Um, so I have all my work projects that are always spinning and magical and retreats. And since I've been here, I've actually been focusing really hard on work life balance. I've learned how to take a week off every month to honor my sensitive body and nervous system and to just be out in nature and breathing in life and um, just reconnecting with my beloved from so many years ago and giving myself the opportunity to just take in love because I finally can. Mm. And that feels like a full-time job, really. (laughs) Just, this is beautiful and a lot. And, you know, I need to ground and do practices. And it's such a gift to get to do that when my I've worked really hard to get my life set up where I can work in a way that feels good and then I can be off and in nature and spending time with people I love. And that doesn't mean I don't have hard days because I do, you know, I um, still struggle with health issues. I picked up a lot of things while I was traveling the world Mm -hmm. that have really compromised my immune system this last year. And it's amazing though. I've spent a lot of my life feeling unhealthy and I'm not as well as I could be, but I'm enjoying the process most days where I'm like, I can't do as much as I would like to. I have to rest. I have to do this particular self-care thing that I don't really want to, but I'm with myself where I'm just patient. I'm gentle. I'm soft. I'm kind. I don't beat myself up about it. I don't do the FOMO thing. I'm just with myself in a way that's like, okay, I'm right here with you. I get it. I get you would rather, you know, not be feeling this way, but I'm here as long as it takes. And so that's a lot of my life is like being a really good mom for myself, for all of the feelings that are coming up and all of the body stuff and doing whatever I can to make my work work for being able to support that. That's so, really beautiful. <laughs> uh, well, and I love that picture that it gives to other people and the permission it gives to other people because we think life and business and all the things have to look a certain way. And obviously I'm a proponent of unconventional living as well, but I love that you have figured out a way that works for you and that's really kind to your body and yourself and your mind and everything that you need so that you are at your best to serve the people that you feel called to serve in this world. Because that's what we have to do, right? It's never selfish. It's really, if we want to stay in this, that's what we have to do. (laughs) Well, I appreciate that outlook. And if I'm really honest, you know, like 
like, I want to be really honest with your audience. I don't, I don't think that I could even say I'm at my best to serve the people I want to serve. I'm too selfish for that. Like I love my work. It's so great. It's wonderful, but it's just a piece. Mm -hmm. And I'm still trying to figure out like why I'm here and what I'm doing and why I take care of myself the way that I do. But really it's just like, because I want to feel joy in my life. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it's because I want to serve the people that I serve. I serve a lot of people and it's great, but I think a lot of people say that and don't genuinely mean it. And so I'm like, I think that there's a shadow there that I just want to call, call to light and be like, yeah, great. I love serving. It's great, but it's not actually why I do everything I do. (laughs) Of course. And I appreciate that because that's authenticity right there. And, you know, I think it lands differently for everyone. Like some people feel really called to take care of themselves so that they show up for other people. Some people don't. And all of it's okay. You know, I think we are so quick to want to make judgments and it's like, none of it matters. It's all just, do you feel like you're living in integrity with yourself? Like, at least for me, that's the gauge of like, can I say that I'm living in integrity? Like I have to report to myself and to whoever I believe created me or, you know, my existence. And that's what I'm responsible for. Nothing else. Totally. Yeah. And for me, that's just, that's a kind of an ever unfolding process. And I, you know, I think there's so many teachers and, um, you know, people out there who want to make you believe that, you know, gurus, (laughs) what they do is all in service of helping. And I'm just like, I don't want to go anywhere near that. Like I'm a really Um, human person. Like I just want to make a living in a way that I love supporting people that I love so that I can be happy in whatever way that might be uh, that day of that year. And that may be uh, not the highest integrity thing, but it's honest. And that is integrity with me because it's authentic. That is 100% integrity if you ask me, because to say anything different would be outside of integrity, right? Like that's what matters. Totally. Yeah. And I just have so many stories that I should say that because that's the right thing to say because people want to hear that. And I'm like, no, fuck that. Fuck that noise indeed. Mm. Well, thank you seriously so much, Shelby, for sharing your story with our audience. Like, I really, really cannot thank you enough. Mm. It's been so wonderful to be with you and just to let myself out, you know, with you and to feel really seen and you're amazing at validating and just reflecting back. And it feels like tender and vulnerable in a good way to be with you. So thank you. Mm, Thank you. Elizabeth. Where I am now um, is like unimaginable. <laughs> I never would have. If you ever see that quote, that's like, "Thank you to all of the opportunities that didn't come my way because mm-hmm. I had no idea what was in store for me." I don't know. That was a complete butcher of the quote, but it something like that where, um, what I thought I wanted or what I was going for, and so many times was not what I actually wanted, and it was never a conscious choice. I just kind of got on a train that seemed like it was logical. Um, and then I ended up 15 years down the road, way off track, got to walk, get off the train and walk my way back. Um, 
And so now I am um, uh, building my own coaching business. Um, at, with I have a love relationship and sexuality certification with Layla Martin. Um, and that's what got me started with coaching because that was such an important path of my own healing. Hmm. And I realized how much relationship trauma I carried and sexual trauma that I carried. I had no idea that I was basically in a sexually abusive relationship for my entire adult life. Um, I just didn't know what was normal and what wasn't because we don't talk about it in society. And I sure exposure this. I had no clue because it was so coercive. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, those elements of love relationships and sexuality are so relevant for anybody looking to recover from narcissistic abuse. So I focus on working with women who have that in their past, or mm-hmm. even um, I often find a lot of resonance with people who have narcissistic parents. Um, and they've learned those sort of attachment styles and they've accumulated a lot of patterns that are survival patterns that are in the way of their, their dreams and their goals. And, um, and, but I find the most passion in working with people who are like actively, um, dealing with parenting with, a with a narcissist or like moving away from that relationship and are, um, feeling like a, just a lot of so much stuff like the the narcissist loves to create chaos and um and irresolution because they feed off of that energy they they like crave cr- those things and they just need emotional energy and they'll create it from chaos so that's why you end up really confused and so that's why if you find yourself super confused um and like you're going crazy you need to um look at the people around you um Right, they're they're in this field where they're um, dealing with a lot of chaos, and I have been through all of that. And there are basically no tools available to help, not ones that I had found. Um, I was desperately doing all of the things, and there just there are I've never found I never had found a program or somebody who really knew how to help me, Um, and so that's why I offer that. To, to anybody who's going through that or coming out of it. Um, a lot, it can interfere with relationships that you're trying to build, which I'm also doing. And I have to like, stuff comes up all the time where I have to like realize and transform that in the safe container of a partnership. Um, and all the, the body-based tools that I learned through that coaching training really help empower you to deal with anything that is coming your way. Um, and also, um, it's not just from like an ex or even a current partner. Um, like sometimes people reach out to me who are, they know their, their partner is narcissistic, but they don't want to leave. Um, um, it also, it also comes through your kids, right? So it's like relationship in general. And so how, what's manifesting there and how do you deal with it? Uh, and it's, it's just so empowering and it's the, it's what I wished existed when, when I was going through it. So I made it. Um, and I also focus on working with moms because I just so desire to help again, that, that heartbreaking situation where your kids are involved mm-hmm. and it's just complete and utter like terror to think about the disruption of the, the mother child bond. And it's such a 
important connection in society. And um, so helping women with that particular bond and that those particular issues is, uh, is a real passion of mine. Uh, and, and as part of the training, I, I had trauma awareness training as well. Um, and I'm, I can, I'm continuing that. And that's a big area that I like to work in also because all, I mean, all of this stems from it's a type of trauma, complex yep. trauma, um, right, which I'm sure, you know, of being in a relationship with someone with a personality disorder is, um, complex trauma. Um, and it's absolutely possible to shift those patterns and, uh, in the body and the nervous system, we know that's where it happens. And that's why what I so believe in and what I do. And I've been so helped by, by those, those systems myself. So I'm building that. Um, I just was able to move to a new home. And so I'm like, love that. Uh, yes. So then my first week here and, um, yeah, he tried really hard not to make that happen, but ha, here you are. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. Um, and yeah, so that's really, that's really, really beautiful. And um, yeah, those are the main things that have been up for me in terms of where I am right now. I love that. And I love especially what you spoke to in terms of why you do the work you do and giving piece, pieces of that story to people because those are the best teachers, right? We, so many of us teach what we've had to learn or we create things out of what, um, there's a void that we see that could have helped us. And so I think it's just the most beautiful thing we can step into both for ourselves, but also for other people because we've been there and, and you know, so specifically what it is to be in that situation. And so you're like, Hey, let me help you with this. I actually have walked through this and there were not the tools and the systems and the support that I could have used. And now I'm going to teach from the other side. Yes, absolutely. And it's interesting because I've been a teacher for 15 years. I'm a work at yeah. university. I'm like teacher, teacher, like traditional teacher, teacher. <laughs> and, and it wasn't until I had this awakening journey that I shifted to exactly what you said of experiential learning. And I did the expert in the the nerd and the brain. And I know so much because I read so many books Yep. type of teaching and it completely serves me. It completely transfers. I read all the, I read all the books still. I like want to be informed. I, I made sure I had the best training available because I believe in education and training, but it has this added piece and it's just, oh, it like completely flips it into a different mm. piece where I, as I start to create things and I think, well, what do my people need or what are they asking for? What do I feel alive when I think about creating? Mm -hmm. And I, I realize that I have been perfectly trained by my life to create exactly this, right? All of the situations that I see or people that talk to me about or say that they're going through, or, right? Or the... I, I, I've experienced it. I've done it. I, I understand it. I know, right? I'm like, wow, life has trained me so well. <laughs> it has trained me so well for this. And it, 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 that in and of itself has helped transform the experience because mm -hmm. the things that happened were so awful and terrible and unimaginable and inhuman and traumatizing and all those things. And it's been through this process of seeing the the gold that they carry yep. that I can be, I can say, I can feel so grateful. I can mm -hmm. feel so grateful for the bullshit. Yeah. Right? And it's 
like when you get to that point, it's just mind blowing. I never really thought I would be there, but. Yes. It, it is such a gift to ourselves when we're like, oh, I'm actually grateful for all of this crap I've been through and I wouldn't be the person I am now and being able to coach from this perspective and help people from this perspective because of my experience. When you can lean into that and like, that's when you know, you're like, okay, here we go. Exactly. And you can't fake it. You can't fake no. any of this. You cannot fake any of it, especially with the narcissist. Like they just they're like energetic, like, like hell, hellhounds, right? They just, they go straight for the energy leaks and the power leaks. Um, you cannot fake it. And it doesn't help to just like say gratitude over and over for your situation. If you're still like super angry and resentful. Um, and so a lot of the work that I've done or I do has to do with, um, really honoring the full spectrum of emotions. Mm. Um, and you, the ang- your anger is sacred. Resentment is sacred, right? Your your sadness is sacred. They're all sacred emotions and they need to be felt. They need to be processed. They need to be embodied um, to move through them. And so you ha- we have to go through that process. You know, I mean, I guess you could spend a long time doing it like shallowly and take sure. 35 years. Um, but I prefer, I personally prefer a little bit of quicker approach of like tools that go straight there. Yeah. Um, I had somebody I just who I gave a free session to one time because she posted in a group I was in and she was, I thought I could help. And so I just said, hey, I'll like donate time. And at the end of the session, she said that she got more insight from those 60 minutes than she had gotten in 10 years of therapy. It's it's mind boggling to me when I hear similar things. I'm like, man, what is happening? You know, and not to judge any other places or spaces, but more just out of sadness of, you know, people desiring help and support and not receiving it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to me, the missing piece was the body work. Mm. Love yeah. that. And I don't know if everybody will resonate with that, but I think if you carry trauma, then mm-hmm. then you probably then you probably will. We know trauma is stored in the body. So we know that's yeah. where it's also transformed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm, anything else you want to share with us? Just the message. I would like to share the message that your true self is found in your the part of you that has desires. The part of you that desires something, whatever mm-hmm. it is, right? Following that desire will lead you to your true self. So you never need to squelch your desire for somebody else or because, or because you don't believe you can have it or right, following your desires is your path to freedom and your true self feels free. Like you're free. The podcast is about set yourself free. So your free self is your true self. Mm-hmm. The part of you that has your desires realized is your true self. And so when you feel those things, when you feel like those pulls and you feel that inspiration, um, then that's your true self calling you and you are free to follow it. Mm, I love that. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Sarah. Oh my gosh. I love the way my life looks right now. It's <laughs> just so good. I wake up in the morning. I take the dogs out. I feed them. I get my kids ready for school on the days that they're with me. And like, there's just this 
feeling of taking up space in my life again. Like Mm -hmm. no more having to like, you know, keep quiet or not laugh too loud or not like, you know, make jokes that just come Mm -hmm. naturally to me. My God, like my sense of humor took such a hit during the time when, you know, I was in this situation and I just felt like I couldn't really be my true self. And so like just feeling how that feels to be more and more fully Sarah Mm. is priceless, is priceless. And then that leads to, you know, like just doing things that I love doing or experimenting with things that I think I might love and following my curiosity. I didn't, there was no room for curiosity in my life Mm. before. And now there is, and it's pretty much it's, it's such a huge part of how I navigate my day other than obviously the things that are scheduled, you know, and my clients and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But there's just so much free space, like to contemplate and to reflect and to, to just be, mm-hmm. and I did not have that for a whole year and a half. And even yeah. before that, I don't think I was leaning into it as much as I am now. And so that's what my life looks like. I love that. And <laughs> it well and it paints such a picture of just the internal work and how, mm-hmm. you know, the happiness comes from within and it's doing those things and then it changes the outer. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And so as a result of that, I mean, I have begun to do things that I loved, you know, doing again even though I felt a little scared or you know, whatever those feelings were, it felt, unco- it always feels a little uncomfortable for us to stretch. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's just like simple pleasures are so pleasurable again <laughs> and just beautiful moments are beautiful mm-hmm. in a way that they weren't before. Like the mm-hmm. so-called good days in that relationship were awful because Mm. even on the days where there wasn't some kind of crisis or catastrophic, you know, argument or whatever it was, it's like, I still felt terrible on those days. And like my good days now are like amazing. (laughs) Yeah. Like they're spent, you know, having conversations with clients and doing work I love and being with my kids and like all of us just feeling so free to just mm-hmm. enjoy and to make up our own rules and to break our own rules. And like, there's not this, there's not this feeling of like this, like towering parent above us. that's like going to be mad if we're like a little too free. Like that's kind of how huh. life felt for a while. Right. So like to not have that, it's like, oh my gosh, I couldn't have even imagined what that felt like. Because when you're in it, it's like, sure. that's, it just feels like the truth, right? Yeah, absolutely. But, mm, I love yeah. that picture. That's just so beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anything else you want to share with our listeners? <sighs> I think... One of the things, one of the practices that has really changed my life the most is exploring pleasure Mm. on so many different levels. And that's something that I've been working with 
you know, my mentors on. And it seems kind of like this frivolous thing. And yet it has been like the fuel Mm -hmm. (laughs) and the path to not just the internal stuff, but like, it's how I make decisions. It's who I spend my time with. It has just influenced how I live and how I operate in so many ways. And I think that practice of pleasure, it just, it's really helped me one, trust myself and really live my life according to my intuition in a way that's really practical. But two, it's like, there's something about just like leaning into what feels good and relaxing into that. It, it helps on so many different levels, not just in terms of like having fun and like the, like what might sound like a really frivolous thing, but like, this is the thing that has helped my nervous system rewire to a state Mm -hmm. of calm. So yes, it's like the mindset work and all this stuff too, but like, you know, smelling a rose and like really being with like the fragrance. (laughs) I mean, I guess it's like presence, right? But, uh... but thinking of it in terms of pleasure and like really dialing up your five senses and like experiencing life in this really tapped in kind of dialed up place has been one of the biggest things that has helped. So, um, I know this might sound like, what? Like, <laughs> like I know it did to me. It was like, what? Like, what do you mean? Like pleasure? What? It just felt like this strange thing. But when I started to really practice it, it was like, oh my gosh, like, yes, this is like, this, it starts to make sense. So start small, start with smelling a flower or, you know, if you're reading a book, like feeling your fingers on the pages or whatever it is, but start to dial up your five senses. Cause that's what we do when we're being abused. Like we have to mm-hmm. dial ourselves and our senses down in order to survive and in order to, to get through. Right. Mm-hmm. So start to create safety for that, start to create space mm-hmm. for that. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to dial it all up at once. Just yeah, start yeah. to create the safety that you need to, to trust yourself, to dial up those senses again, because it's, it's going to be one of the biggest things that helps you feel better, helps you make decisions that feel good to you and just everything else that, that matters. Mm, I love that. That's so helpful. I think for everyone to hear, regardless of where you are in the journey, because we're so conditioned against that, you know? And so really having the ability to lean into that and make room is, is really needed. I think for most of us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For sure. Thank you so much, Sarah, for being here and being vulnerable and willing to share your story with us. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Oh my gosh. I hope you have enjoyed this entire season as much as I have enjoyed being the one able to moderate this and interview each of our guests. I am just so honored that they have been willing to be vulnerable and brave and change the conversation around what those words even mean of what it looks like to set yourself free of how you can own your story and step into your power as a woman who can both be brave and vulnerable and courageous and all the things 
and help other people that the inner work is ultimately what leads to the outer results. And so I'm so grateful that each of these women have shared with us a piece of their story, but such a big, important piece of where they have been and taken us along the journey the last nine weeks of what it looked like for them to truly set themselves free. And to also know that it's a continual journey, that we're never done, we've never arrived, and that we get to continue to do the work of owning who we are in this world and what we have to offer. So I'm just definitely so grateful for each of them. I hope that you have gotten as much out of this season as I have I encourage you to take some time to really sit with these stories and ask yourself some deep questions of where are you letting fear dictate your story? Where are you maybe holding back from the greatness that you have to offer this world, whether it's out of, again, that fear or whether it's people pleasing or just a lack of confidence in who you are? But know that the world needs your gifts and that playing small benefits no one. And so I hope by hearing each of these stories, you're encouraged in that. You are reminded that the greatness is within inside of you. And each of us have the ability to get honest with ourselves and dig deep into who it is that we know we are called to be in this world. So I just cannot thank each of these ladies enough. I cannot thank you all enough for being here, for following along and being a part of this journey. So please stay tuned for what is to come next week and all the goodness that is ahead in this podcast that I am just so grateful to lead. So thank you for being here. Please, please reach out to me if you have any questions or take me up on my offer to jump on the phone to see what powerful coaching can do in your life and what a one-on-one container can do in terms of transforming the stories that you're telling yourself and how that ultimately can help set you free. Thanks so much. And we'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Set Yourself Free podcast. I'm so grateful that you are here supporting me and supporting these incredibly brave guests. If you can do me a favor and take one minute to share this episode with someone that needs to hear it, I would be so grateful. And if you are willing, please go leave us a review. Each month, I will be choosing a reviewer to give a free session to as a thank you for listening. One thing I know for certain in this lifetime is that we will forever be as sick as our secrets. Shame has no ability to grow when we share our stories in safe places. I'm more encouraged than you could possibly know by those that are willing to speak up and help all of us know that we are not alone. So don't forget, head on over to my website at setyourselffreellc.com, grab your free journal and book a free 30 minute call with me to talk about the number one mindset block stopping you from the life you want and one thing you can do this week to shift it. Thanks again for being here and we will see you next week.